Few things are harder than the mission of raising your kids. At The Dad Project, we get experienced dads to reveal what's worked for them, offering practical, time-tested advice. Being a successful dad is tough, and we're here to help you get it done. Welcome to The Dad Project. In this episode of The Dad Project, Ashton Ellis discusses the need for dads to conduct themselves with sobriety. Ashton is co-founder of The Dad Project. He and his wife have seven children. So what do we think about when we hear the word sobriety? Well, we can start with what it's not. Uh, sobriety isn't being drunk, you know, like losing control or becoming senseless. It's also not becoming intoxicated uh, in the most direct way, uh, poisoning oneself. There's many definitions of sobriety that begin and end here. They're good as far as they go, and they can apply to a lot of things alcohol, drugs, food, even power. I'm sure we've all read things that talk about people being intoxicated with power um, or really any kind of talent or good of the earth. But that's not really enough. We need more than just freedom from the consequences of excess. Sobriety isn't just avoiding a hangover or having to apologize for bad behavior. So what is sobriety? Well, it's a virtue. It's actually part of the virtue of temperance and it's related to moderation and the desire to possess things. So note that none of these virtues are synonymous with abstinence, meaning total avoidance. Now, really what sobriety means is you can enjoy the goods of the earth, including things like alcohol, so long as you don't cross into excess. And of course, don't get me wrong, at times for some people, abstinence is important. It's something that we all um, have to manage in our own time. And here, prudence is key. But as G.K. Chesterton said about alcohol, we should thank God for beer and burgundy by not drinking too much of them. The key here is a positive definition. Sobriety is characterized by a seriousness of purpose. Frankly, we have to know what we're doing and why. It means being able to recognize the value of things to distinguish between what's in good taste and what's merely fashionable. In short, it means being a realist in all the decisions that we have to do face every day. We live in a culture that says that having a lot of stuff including the buzz of alcohol, is good. To possess many things because they give us pleasure is actually the goal of life. But let's take Chesterton's point and modify it a little bit. How about we think about it this way? We should thank God for technology, abundance, entertainment, our jobs, by not using them too much, by not overvaluing them. Are we sober in the use of our free time? Some of us know the uneasy feeling of watching kids play hours of video games but do we stop to consider what it looks like to them when we watch hours of sports on the weekend? What about when we joke with our wife about binge-watching a television series? After all, that's several hours in a row. Are we setting a good example? Here's some ideas for living sobriety, and maybe three principles to have in mind. First, we can appreciate and be thankful for what we have. Food, clothing, shelter, but also leisure, and frankly, freedom. Usually these are in abundance and in variety, and it's often... Not very, I mean, I should say, not very often that we stop and actually thank people for them. Number two, we could take care of things we have and use each thing according to its function and for what it has been designed for. In other words, we've got tools, we should use them correctly. Going back to the alcohol example, you know, a car isn't made to be driven while drunk, but neither is a knife uh, for cutting down a tree branch or being a substitute screwdriver. It's for cutting food. Number three, we can make the things we have last a long time even our junk. You know, if we're going to put something, maybe a piece of furniture out by the road uh, for the garbage man to pick up, 
maybe before we do that, we could disassemble part of it, save the screws, the bolts, and other pieces for the projects, and then put what we absolutely don't need out for later. All this is important not only for our lives, but for those around us, and in particular, informing our kids. We want to help our kids avoid creating needs for themselves. And it's hard in a consumerist society. It's hard when Madison Avenue and other things are uh, always trying to get them to buy something to become aware of something that they have to have. Here's a motto for us dads. Whims are for wimps, right? We don't give in to things that flash across our eyes or through our brain and indulge them right there on the spot. And we can model this by not making impulse buys, even if it comes with free shipping. It's also okay to feel the pinch. One family I know makes all their own birthday cakes. Well, about one month a year, they run out of butter because of all the cakes they've had to make that, that month for the kids and the family. So what do they do? Well, they wait until the next month to buy more butter. Might mean seven to 10 days without you know an extra spread or something on their bread. But trust me, no one starves. And it teaches the kids that it's okay to use things up and have to wait a little while. We can also help them to ask themselves, do I really need this? As responsible fathers, there are so many decisions that we make to refuse some comfort for the good of the family. But are we bringing our children along with us as we make those decisions? Do we reason with them to show them how it works and why we do what we do? It's a great opportunity to show them how to weigh different options and choose the one that puts other people first, especially their family. And we do it with a smile. We want kids, our kids, to know how to be cheerful givers. Finally, there's this, there's this attitude out there that I need me time. I have to indulge myself a little bit, and it's actually something good to do. Well, I want to give a different idea. I want to put the ideal out there that what we're really striving for with, with a virtue like temperance is self-mastery. And it's not just self-mastery in the sense of me being in control of myself, but it's for the sake of other people. We want to have a spirit of service. So in order to overcome the pull of a me-first consumerist society, we have to model high ideals. We as dads must show our kids what self-mastery looks like. It's not just avoiding evil, it's also, and much more importantly, choosing the good. Choosing the good for the family, the good for our wife, in ways that resonate with our kids. The purpose of sobriety is that we have to possess ourselves so that we can give ourselves. We're sober in our language, and our jokes, in our family, and in other places, so that we don't dominate, belittle, or scandalize. I think too often we as dads don't realize how much our kids look up to us and how much they're really noticing. And if we do something, uh, we allow something into the home or on the television or, or just don't even comment on a bad thing that they know that we think is bad, they have to reason that out for themselves. And too often I think kids can think to themselves, well, if dad's okay with it, it this must be an exception to the rule. Or if dad didn't say anything, it must not really be that bad because I know he has high standards. We want to remember that. We never want to take a play off. We never want to take time off from being a dad and from teaching. We're sober in the use of our technology so that we don't sacrifice time with people for time with things. I'm sure we all have stories, and maybe if we were honest with ourselves, uh, stories about ourselves, where we've seen adults looking at screens instead of kids, screens instead of spouses. And our kids see that too. Again, they love us a lot. They respect us a lot. And if we normalize it for them, they'll normalize it for themselves. And we have to be sober in our consumption of food and drink so that we don't abuse gifts from God. And food and drink are good things. Uh, people have dedicated their whole lives to becoming great French chefs um, or knowing a lot about wine or just knowing a lot about how to 
serve a pleasant table for people. And these are goods. These are real human goods. But we don't want to confuse that with actual service to other people. And we don't be wrapped up too much in the thing itself, or rather the things themselves, than the people that are with us. In short, we want to be men who are known for living with a seriousness of purpose, of loving God and serving other people. And it starts in our families, first our wife, and then our kids. If we live temperance well, we'll show them that self-mastery isn't just something for Stoics, but something for real, happy adults. Hey, thanks for listening to The Dad Project. If this talk was valuable to you, please go to our website at dadproject.net and make a voluntary one-time or recurring donation to help support our operations. Any amount helps. Catch you next time at The Dad Project.